So you see the message here before you, if it grows your heart, it's Christmas. This was not the original title. The original title was this, How Santa Claus Punched a Unitarian. (laughs) The True History. Not indulging. We know St. Nick as Santa Claus now. The lovely, wobbly, chubbly, wonderful old elf. We laugh when we see him in spite of ourselves. The historical Santa Claus, some of you know, is St. Nicholas of Smyrna in Turkey in the 4th century. Some of you grew up saying the Nicene Creed. Show of hands, how many of you know the Nicene Creed? I'm not going to ask you to recite it right now, but some of you know it. Well, the Nicene Creed doesn't date back to the time of Jesus. It comes several centuries afterward. And... St. Nicholas of Smyrna in Turkey was an ardent defender of what we would now call the orthodoxy. On the other side, I'm not going to get into all the Greek, all the technical stuff, homo, usio, heterousio, all that kind of stuff. But Arius, a kind of early Unitarian, said this. Jesus was divine. He just wasn't the same as God. Two different essences. St. Nicholas could not abide this. And so when they were arguing over what would become the Nicene Creed, Santa Claus punched a Unitarian. (laughs) St. Nicholas punched Arius. True story, folks, as they say, you could look it up. Christmas has never been about one single theology. One of the reasons Christmas speaks to so many of us from so many different perspectives is that, in fact, it is an impure theology. And I mean impure in a wonderful way. Christmas and all the stories around it, it's not history either. As my New Testament professor in divinity school said, there aren't any shepherds in December keeping watch over their flocks at night in that month. This is a springtime thing. But here's the thing. If it's impure theology... And it's not great history. Christmas is wonderful spirituality. As alive and accessible to us in our age and in our day as in any other. We heard the story in the reading tonight that Lee did about the shepherds keeping watch. Well, one of our songs alludes to a slightly different Christmas story in the Gospel of Matthew. About the wise men, the magi. Traveling at a great distance to see what the star beheld. And I love that song we just sang. Nothing but a child. Imagine these wise men thinking they are coming to find something amazing, earth-shaking, a king worthy of all the gifts they could bring. And yet, what do they find? They scarce believed their eyes. They'd come so many miles. And this miracle they prized was nothing But a child. Talk about your divine irony. They expected something huge and great and earth shaking. But they got nothing but a child. And yet that is exactly the gift that they wanted. We've been talking a lot at Wellsprings here this fall about vulnerability. Let me tell you why I love Christmas. It is for me the perfect, beloved representation of what divine vulnerability looks like in the form of a baby 
in the form of a creature helpless and dependent. I love that what the wise men find, I think in the gospel themselves, but also in the story and the song for tonight, is they probably at first were disappointed. This is not a king. (laughs) And then, after the surprise, the disbelief and a new belief coming to be. That maybe we've had it all wrong with all that stuff about God's power and floods and earthquakes and smiting. Maybe it's nothing at all about that. Maybe they were surprised and enchanted that the star led them to an experience of God that they could only love. The star that they followed was bigger than any theology and bigger than any tradition and bigger than any language and bigger than culture. Remember, these wise men weren't Christians. They were from the East. I believe that one of the ways we might put it in our age about this experience are these words that some of us know as scripture from our time. Limitless undying love that shines around me like a million suns. It calls me on and on across the universe. I have a colleague who says this is her favorite articulation of what God is. A limitless, undying love that shines around us like a million suns and calls us on and on across the universe. Love that what the Magi saw, it didn't represent their tradition. They saw something not unique, but universal. They saw something that all wise people, then and now, when faced with love in a pure sense, can be drawn to the love in their own hearts. I love that another wise man in our age, again from the East, some of us have had his words change our lives. And he sits in a hospital now in France. Thich Nhat Hanh. He tells a wonderful story in his book, Living Buddha, Living Christ, about years ago being asked to speak by a Catholic priest. And before he was asked to speak, he asked his friend, my friend, what is the Holy Spirit to you? This friend, this Catholic priest said, the Holy Spirit is the energy of God sent to God by us. And Thich Nhat Hanh said, I thought that expression was beautiful. And even my, me, from my tradition, can accept it very easily. The Holy Spirit, he continues, is the kind of energies that helps us to be compassionate. To be healed of ill will or ill being. The Holy Spirit is about healing, transformation, joy, and being here. Really being here in the midst of our lives. He says in my tradition we say the very same thing about mindfulness. And mindfulness is the spirits and the energy that can help us be here. In the here and the now. Helps us to be alive. In this way, we are capable of touching this life deeply, of understanding and accepting and loving if we continue to develop that energy of understanding and loving. Then we will get the healing and the transformation that so many of us yearn for. I love that no one owns the spirit. It belongs in our lives as deeply as the breath does. It certainly, I think, 
no reason to punch anyone else or anything worse over matters of disagreement of theology. The signs of this limitless, undying love are all around us. We see it in some of the stories that I've known since I was a kid. We see it on faces like these. Yes, that is Scrooge as Magoo. I saw that the other night for the first time in 30 years. It's as surreal as you think Magoo playing Scrooge would be from 1962. And yet a Christmas carol is just as much alive there. That is the Grinch's heart growing even beyond its regular size back from when it was three sizes too small. The signs of this limitless, undying love are all around us. May it, this love, call us on this Christmas Eve night. May your life be touched by this limitless, undying love. May this light shine around us and upon us and out from within us. And may, through this light, we bless this life. This is my Christmas wish for you, that your heart will grow big, that your heart will overflow with a capacity for love that maybe even you didn't imagine that you had. Then, I believe, we saw exactly what the wise men saw in the manger. May Christmas be real for you, my friends. May love be real for you. Amen. May you live in blessing. And I wish you a Merry Christmas. Would you pray with me? Join your heart with mine in the spirit of prayer. O limitless, undying love that shines around us like the million suns and calls us on and on across the universe. May we feel the touch of that light tonight especially if we find ourselves in a dark season, especially if we are having difficulty finding the way forward. May we know that the light shines, not for others, but for all of us. May we take these words to heart that our spiritual ancestor Dickens wrote. May truly, truly, may God bless us, everyone. The blessing belongs to all, not some. May God bless us, everyone, this Christmas and all days to come. Amen.